Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. As you know, we're working on inclusivity uh, with this particular idea of gracism. We're using the book called Gracism by Reverend Dr. David Anderson, who has one of the largest multicultural and multi-ethnic churches in America right now. And the book encourages us to live from a place of inclusivity. And we're going to talk some more about that, of course, today. Last week, we talked about the idea of Not just that we tolerate people that are different than us, but that actually everyone is necessary. That to have any one voice that can't be spoken, to have any one group of people that is marginalized, to to have uh, anyone really who isn't able to be heard or to have their, uh, their uniqueness expressed, we all lose. When any one of us is, uh, is discriminated against, we're all discriminated against. When any one of us is, is not had that opportunity of, uh, of giving voice to their dreams, we all suffer. This week we're going to talk about the idea of actually lifting one another up, of what we can do in this world through our prayers, through, through a helping hand, through an offer of aid, to actually lift one another and the whole planet up, right? Because as we celebrate as individuals, we also raise the entire planet in the same way that when one suffers, everyone suffers, in the same way when one is elevated, the planet is elevated. And so that's our, our thesis, and we're going to talk about that today. And I'm going to start by reading just a short passage from the book here. In 1 Corinthians, we see the Apostle Paul refer to treating others with special honor. This means saying to others, I will lift you up. A gracist is committed to lifting up others who are on the fringes, in the minority, or in need of extra attention. In my pastoral ministry, many of the people that I work alongside of are extremely gifted, talented, and skilled. They're the easy people to recognize. It takes work for me to scope out hidden treasures and people on the margins. These are those who are making major differences in the world, yet are often overlooked. Such people may include volunteers in our children's ministry, folks working in the parking lots, people on our technical team, or someone at office work who really keeps administrative details in order, but hidden. Such individuals may seem weaker. They may seem less important than those who are more visible. While none of us would openly call them weaker or dispensable, sometimes the way we act towards them or neglect them is evidence of their near invisibility. And if you'll remember the first week, we talked about one of the issues of trying to confront racism, trying to confront uh, some of the uh, inequities involved in the world, is that we tend to look right over the top of it. We tend not to notice it. We tend to hang out with people who are like ourselves. We tend to be in situations uh, where, where our view is that people are treated equitably and nicely and what we may not realize is you know half a block away in the very next room things aren't working out quite so well 
So the first step in this idea of lifting each other up, the first step, if you will, of being able to actually extend a hand of welcome, of inclusion, of help, is that idea of visibility. How can I make something visible to myself that perhaps my entire life has been invisible? How can I be aware of people? Maybe, maybe people even in my own circle of influence that are having a harder time than I would be. And I would say this takes a little work on our part. Having visibility happen when we're used to invisibility actually isn't something that's natural. What's natural is to keep on keeping on. And when we're not aware of something happening, it's not likely to become visible to us unless we do something to seek it out. And so I want to talk a little bit about some of the easy things we can do to simply become more aware. Uh, first thing, uh, uh, being a good Portlander, do you know how many brew pubs are in town? I think it's up in the hundreds right now. And one of the things that they almost all have in common is when you go into them, there is a rack of free newspapers and magazines. Have you ever noticed, actually stopped for a minute and looked at them? They have the scanner, they have the Asian reporter. It's like you name a group of people who possibly you don't know anything about there is a newspaper or a pamphlet or something that actually you could take home with yourself. They're totally free and you could learn a thing or two. It's amazing. One of my uh, favorite restaurants is a Thai restaurant. And so for a couple years now, we've been taking home copies of the Asian Reporter. And there was a really interesting article about a month ago having to do with discrimination against the Asian American community. And you might think, well, wait a minute, the Asian American community? I don't really, I'm not, what a discrimination, aren't they? like well accepted and everybody fits in and uh, well, apparently guess again. This is uh, written by Michael Wang, a young Californian. So he came in second in his class of a thousand students in his high school. His ACT score was 36. Now those of you without teenage kids looking towards college may not realize a 36 is a perfect score. The maximum possible. He sang at Barack Obama's inauguration. He got third place in a national piano contest. He was up in the top 150 of a national maths competition. He was in several national debating competition finals. Uh, but when it came to his university application, he had a little disappointment. He was rejected by all seven of the Ivy League colleges to which he applied. He wrote them letters asking for uh, an explanation. You know, he was aware even of some of his own classmates who scored more poorly than him that got accepted. None of the Ivy League schools, except for one, even responded to his request for clarification. And the one did, the one which did, simply said that his minority was already overrepresented at that school. Do you see, even, even groups of people that we may think, well, there's nothing going on here, right? 
It is surprising how people continue in the face of, of all kinds of legislation for equality, all kinds of, uh, of people being able to stand up for what's right and things like that, that discrimination even on a national level continues to go on. The article is an interesting one too. It goes on to talk a little bit about the glass ceiling uh, for Asian Americans. Uh, now again, you might think, well, uh, Asian Americans certainly don't have any trouble in employment and don't have any trouble at getting new jobs, do they? And, and for the most part, you would actually be right in worker jobs and first level management jobs. And that's where the ceiling is. In fact, they did a survey of people at director, division, CEO kind of level and above. There are virtually no Asian Americans in Fortune 500 companies, American Fortune 500 companies who have made it above that glass ceiling where women and African American and other ethnic groups still greatly in the minority uh, but not to the, do you see what I mean? It's like, how do I know things like that unless I actually do some effort to look them up? So I want to give you just a, a few more hints. Um, you're probably already sensing what your homework might be for this week. <laughs> so I'm going to try to give you some more hints, right? Because your homework is this week to become more familiar with some people different than you. And you can do it by hanging out in new restaurants, you can do it by reading magazines, but I, I would really like all of us to get a greater handle on some of the issues that are f uh, facing uh, some of the minorities, some of the uh, immigrants, some of the other groups in our country uh, right now, uh, because that will give us some clues as to where to move forward. Another thing I did a couple years ago, and, and, and please, uh, if you laugh, laugh with me and not at me. Um, I took out membership at the NAACP. Uh, it is amazing what you can find out about what's going on in our own country simply by joining an organization that helps to stabilize and, and promote that group of people, right? It, it, it's like some of these, uh, so, some of these, uh, what do I want to say? Uh, some of these organizations are not just for the people that you would think fit that classification of people. They're for all of us to better understand. They're for all of us to get a, a more in-depth look about what's going on in our country. So that's another kind of easy thing you can do. Again, you can pick a, a group of people, um, maybe unlike yourself, and uh, subscribe to one of their free newsletters. Um, uh, take the opportunity to learn more about some other group. Okay, so I'm not going to spend a lot more time on that. Uh, what I know is here in Portland, you could walk less than a block and find information about some other group that might be important to you. Okay, so I want to move on to this idea then of how do we extend that hand? How do we begin lifting one another up? And one of the suggestions um, that I have is simply to think of yourself in one of these roles and what could be a help and be simply willing to be available. So let me, let me use a, a couple examples. You know, one of them that uh, we've been promoting a little bit lately is our, is our safety pin ministry. And on the back table back there, if you'd like to pick up one of the safety, well, let me explain it first, because there's an obligation that goes with wearing it. Uh, but, but if you're interested, I know we have some on the back table there. So the idea of the safety pin, it's a safety pin representing I'm a place of safety, 
Here's an example where someone needs that place of safety and notices that I'm wearing the safety pin. This happened about two weeks ago. I'm in Fred Meyers, and a young person comes up to me, probably about 17, wearing a fair amount of eye makeup of kind of indeterminate sexuality and wanted to know if I would be willing just to stand outside the bathroom. Now think about this for a minute. Very public place, right? Fred Meyer. I would bet this young person has been hassled before. Just because of the way he looks, just because of uh, uh, his disportment or, or her disportment, right? And so all I had to do, well, well, and the other thing, the other piece of this is, how can I help you? Let's not make assumptions about what's needed, right? So we did a little negotiation there. Do you want me to stand outside the door and make sure no one goes in? Do you want me to go in ahead of you and see if it's free? Do you want me to go in with you and just kind of, you know, be nonchalant and kind of hold the space for you in case someone comes in? So we do a little negotiation, what's needed here, what would be more useful? I mean, I don't want to be... Uh, you know, the sore thumb? They're, they're, see, part of the trouble with lifting other people up is you don't want to be higher than them, right? You don't want to be the person that's telling them how you can make their life better. So always when we're lifting someone up, we're really lifting the planet up. We're really lifting both of us up. And therefore, it needs to be a collaboration. It's not you giving mercy to someone. It's a collaboration of two people wanting to have a lovely outcome where there's some fear involved. So the third uh, safety pin episode, I wasn't even wearing a safety pin, but I think it counts. And that is a woman friend of mine uh, came to me and wanted some help at a used car lot. And she was fearful that she would be taken advantage of. Now, th again, think about this for a minute. Is it real? Who knows whether it's real? But she had a fear of being taken advantage of, and why wouldn't I go with her? Now, honestly, she did the negotiation. She was probably a better negotiator than I am. She was very powerful, and later, as we were talking about it, she said, of course I was those things, and your presence gave me the permission to feel that. And so I really didn't have to do much of anything except just be there as a witness as she exercised her own power, knowing that if something went wrong, I could intervene. But I didn't, of course, I didn't have to intervene. All right, so that's one of the ways, just one of the many ways that we can help lift someone up. Now, I know that here in the center, we do things in a, Oh, kind of in a little bigger way. So, for instance, one of the things we partic participated in this last year was the, uh, um, the AIDS walk for uh, 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 people living with AIDS and HIV. And again, you might say, well, how does that, you know, fit into here? Well, one, we were very visible. We were standing for something. We were recognizing that here is a group of people living with a condition that is often ostracized. It's invisible, and so we're not aware of some of the people that have been kicked out of housing and other issues uh, because it's invisible, right? 
So part of it was the visibility aspect. We're going to learn more about this. We had someone from Cascades AIDS Project come and actually uh, speak on a Sunday briefly. We signed up for the AIDS walk. We learned more about some of the stigmas goes with that particular disease. And then we were there to literally stand for people. So we're getting some ideas. I hope I'm kind of giving some enthusiasm to you folks to go beyond the homework. So now, again, the homework is to find out more about people who are not like you. And then part two is begin thinking of creative ways that you can make a difference. Now, sometimes it's as simple as volunteering somewhere for a few hours a week for a cause that you believe in and some people that perhaps are underheard or undervisible. I know that a friend of mine is working uh, part-time in a senior senior center. That also is a place of great invisibility. You ask some of your friends in their 70s and their 80s and they will tell you when the hair went gray, it's as though... I completely faded into the background. Some of you are nodding. You know what I'm talking about, right? So it's not just always what you think it is. Who needs an extra hand? Whose voice is not being heard? Who, through your own efforts, through your own courtesy, if you will, could have a life that is transformed? Well, the other thing I want to talk about is prayer. And I'm going to do a, a brief reading from, uh, from this book because this is another way that we can lift each other up. One practical way that we can lift each other up is through prayer. We pray on behalf of others who are under, underappreciated, undervalued, on the fringes or different. And it's a great way to elevate your care and concern for them. This person will be blessed to know that someone is lifting him or her up in prayer. We're all blessed by prayer of others, but for those on the margins, it feels even more rewarding to know that someone cares enough to be concerned in this way. And I love this next part. In addition to take the prayers of gracism to a higher level, ask the person to whom you're reaching out to pray for you. This takes you out of that superior position. It places you under the grace and spiritual support of someone else who may otherwise have perceived that you are never in need of help. The exchange of gifts, the the mutuality of lifting gives dignity to human relationships. When I lift you up, you are blessed. Likewise, when I allow you to lift me up, while at times that may be humbling, is dignifying for you. And so that's the other piece of this. When are we willing to allow someone else to lift us up? You know, in Oregon, uh, another thing that I like less about Oregon (laughs) is sometimes we have that... um, Well, I would say macho guy, but it's not a guy thing. It's more of a rugged individualist kind of thing. Like, we're survivalists. I don't need nobody and no no one. I don't even need to know who my neighbors are anymore. You know, I go to job, I, I go to my job and I work hard and, you know, I provide for my family and to heck with everybody else, I can pull through this. And, uh... 
And I think that is actually missing point of this idea of gracism. We all need to be lifted up from time to time. We all can use a helping hand, whether it's, uh, um, you know, extra care for our children, whether it's asking neighbors to help with an elderly relative from time to time to provide some respite care, um, whether it's uh, someone to help take us to the doctor, right? So often we are hesitant to help others, perhaps, because we don't have that sense of mutuality of life. We're all here to lift everyone up. And so when you need a helping hand, likewise, let it be lifted. I could use some help. Would you stand for me? Would you be willing to help me with a doctor's appointment? Would you be willing to take notes when I go to the doctor? Because when I'm at the doctor, it goes in one ear and out the other. All you have to do is just take notes. Do you know what I mean? There are times in our lives when all of us could ask for help and be willing to give help. It's how we're successful as a species. It's how we're gonna get out of some of the existing issues going on in the country right now. It's by working together, not looking towards Washington to solve our problems, or not looking for, for someone outside of us, either to be the, uh, the perpetrator or the savior. It's for us to raise ourselves. It's for us to create a world that works for everyone. All right, so review of homework. You're gonna find out about some people who are unlike yourselves this week, and then perhaps begin formulating some ideas if you feel called on how you might help lift them up or mutually lift one another up. All right, let us pray. There is one power, one presence, one life, one love. There's only this one thing. I, I call it God, but oh my gosh, it goes by so many names, by Allah, by Jehosa. You name it, it is all. And what I know about this all is that it is infinite in its variety, infinite variety of people, of places, of situations, of groups of people. And in this infinity, all are heard to God. All are blessed by God. There is no um, colors involved in God's world except as an expression of celebration. In that sense, God, colorblind. And so I act upon my own volition today in stating that that is what I stand for, that as it is true for God, it is true for me. And I ever look for greater ways to include more people into my lives, to, to get a better education of, of people and groups that could use some help, of, of people perhaps marginalized or, or people who are forgotten and invisible, and I bring them into my own visibility. I, I stand up for them. I become a place of safety and celebration, not, not tolerance, safety and celebration. And as it is true for me, I invite everyone in this room to see what point they would begin bringing into their own lives. Each one of us here is a point of God made manifest on this planet. And I invite each one of us to begin opening our eyes to see more of what's going on and opening our hearts and hands to be extended 
to more people. And for this, for this willingness, I simply give great thanks. I let it be. And together we say, and so it is. Thank you so much for being here today. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and to make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at www.pcsl.us slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.